Conte ball back in the prem. Chelsea atop the table. Newcastle without a manager. It is truly a spooky Halloween. Welcome back to uh, episode 10 of season 2 of the Peaked Too Early podcast. This is the Halloween edition. I went as a British icon, Paddington Bear. Uh, although oh. he's a Peruvian immigrant to England. Uh, probably the only immigrant England has accepted with yeah. very Good wide arms. arms. Um, unlike Paddington, I wore pants. Uh, Oscar, my lovely co-host, how are you and what did you do for Halloween? Hello, I am well, thank you. i just seen the picture that Blake sent me of his Paddington outfit. It is fantastic. Um, for Halloween, I went to a pumpkin patch and brewery on Saturday afternoon slash night. Um, we got... we went into a seven acre maze which took forever to walk around um got some good food etc and then for halloween itself i was working a lot and then jenny and i went on a very long walk which was actually really nice and we like saw all the kids trick-or-treating and the houses were all decorated so it was a, it was a very good weekend i enjoyed it immensely oh and we went to a market in Tacoma Park. Wholesome, I have to say. Very nice. I noticed you used the term seven acres. Mm. Uh, when did, what year did you move to the US? 2012. It's what year my 10 year anniversary. Uh, 2000 and 2007. So you left England before they banned the acre as an official measurement because mm. it was banned Indeed. in 2008. Oh, which uh, how do you know that? That's all right. I have it pulled up in front of me. Wow. Um, I was like, yeah. do they use acres? Because there's um, the thousand acre woods, right? From Winnie the Pooh. So oh, yeah. They were at, at some point they were using acres. I was like, pretty sure they don't use acres anymore. I honestly don't. I'm not 100% sure what they use. Like, I used to not know anything about miles because even though they use that in the UK, in Europe, they don't. They do use kilometers. So that was my thing. And now I only know miles. And I didn't know anything about Fahrenheit. And now I only do Fahrenheit, really. I mean, I know Celsius because it's easy. But I, I, Fahrenheit, I have like associations with the temperature. Um, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That is our quota for non-footballing mm. talk. Admin, sure. Um, I also found, in doing research, I found that Paddington Bear supports the Three Lions. He does not support the Peruvian Football Association. Um, Interesting. So, Good to know. Good to yeah, know. I guess his, his home in Peru was burned to the yeah. ground, so... Um, talking about, yeah, depressing things, uh, our predictions, we did another, we did another offer, uh, each of us messed up. You were very close. You, I know like the wrong order each time. Um, so you like got the score. Oh, uh, you did Watford one Southampton zero. It should have been Southampton one Watford zero. You did. Norwich two leads two. You should just kept one goal away from Norwich, and then you guessed Everton winning by one, but it was actually Wolves yeah. who won by one. I, I want to say not, mm-hmm. I was not close. I I want to say that I was actually quite close with my Norwich lead shout. Um, so yeah, yes. Uh, the all or nothing nature of predictions means that uh close mm. does not get you anything yeah yeah for sure maybe we'll we'll be a little bit closer this time um oscar as you know i did not watch a lot of football in fact some yes. would say i watched zero yeah. football mm. some uh, might say yeah so where do you want to start us off 
Ooh, well, okay, I know. Let me, uh, after my many mess-ups last week, let's just chronological order it, um, but not really talk much about the games that we're not going to highlight. Um, so, Saturday morning, Leicester played Arsenal. Leicester welcomed Arsenal to the stadium of something. Um, and Arsenal won 2-0 uh, quite comfortably. They are now, I believe, three points uh, <clears throat> West Ham in fourth. Um, Arsenal are in a great run of form. They haven't lost, I believe, since August. Um, it was Gabriel in the fifth minute uh, getting a, a headed goal, I believe, from a set piece. And then Emile Smith-Rowe, who is excellent, um, grabbing a second in the 18th minute. I confess I did not watch this game and also forgot to watch the highlights, I'm pretty sure. But I have been listening to other... I think I did a... I read the, what The Guardian said about it, so I have a passing understanding that um, the highlight of this game was Aaron Ramsdale, who apparently had a performance for the ages. Um, he's really growing into his role at Arsenal, I think. Um, and, you know, we won't spend any time on this really because this is not a game we have highlighted to talk about but i just want to say that i think leicester are in a tricky spot i understand that they have lots of injuries but something is not right there and um arsenal are good i guess um and especially their their young guns if you will um are, are certainly firing do not have anything to add no Sure, move on. Um, up next, uh, and stop me when we get to something we're going to highlight, but um, up next is um, Watford Southampton. Oh, I did watch this one, actually, um, while I was working. Um, it was a fun game, I have to say. Watford are quite fun. Um, th they play attacking football under Ranieri. I know this, what, it's been three games or whatever, um, but you know, you were expecting a lot from them after their romping of Everton um, last week. And um, while this game ended 1-0 to the Saints, um, it was one of those games that, look, well, those were, that was much better than it looks on paper. Um, very end-to-end. -end. Um, Southampton only had the one shot on target, but um, it was Che Adams who, who got that goal in the 20th minute. Um, highlights for me were Livermento, who's that... Chelsea Loney? No, I think they sold him. Um, who's this 18 year old right back, right wing back is super good, like he's just fun every time you watch him, fearless um, and I thought that just, you know, every time I watch Jeremy Ngakia play, who's the right back for Watford um, ex-West Ham obviously, at one point rated much higher than Ben Johnson, who we're going to talk about extensively in a, in a minute um, struggled a lot uh he's taken a, a while to bed into this Watford side I know he's been in some good performances he's also very young I think only about 22 or 23 still so for a fullback that's that's young but um yeah he was really really struggling up against Southampton's left flank um just positionally I thought um and it was um Kyle Walker Peters was just rinsing him over and over again which which was kind of sad to see I don't know um uh, whatever I don't really care I'll be I'll be um I'll be clinical about it. Let's move on to our first match in the spotlight, which is Liverpool versus Brighton. Um, this is not a game I watched. I was doing something or other, maybe pumpkin patching. But um, it was a fun one for sure. It was 2-2 um, in the end at Anfield. And um, I watched extended highlights. I'm happy to take this one if you want. But um, please let me know. What do you want? Blink. We are in the same boat. I Ooh. did not watch this. I watched some extended highlights, and that's it. Hmm. Okay, you take it away, because um, I watched a couple of them. So, uh, This match started... So first of all, looking at both these sides, both are have quite mm. some attacking potential. Yeah. Um, both are very good this season. Both are, have been incredible this season. Um, the started out, you know, very frenetic, uh, Brighton almost scoring in the third minute, Liverpool going up the other end in the sixth or fourth minute. Um, and, uh, just really like most a lot, I didn't quite agree when Klopp said he was the best player in the world, like head and shoulders, the best player in the world right now. But I think 
I think it's pretty hard to deny that the last month he's probably been the best player in the world. Um, mm, oh, he sure. lays it Easily. off uh, for Mackam Wanker, who uh, uses the ball's momentum as it was cut back to him um, to you know, put some power on the shot from outside the box and uh, beat uh, Sanchez. Uh, so 1-0 very early on. Uh, and then uh, right after that, I was watching the highlights, and I was like, who is that driving forward with the ball? And somehow, Yves Basuma yeah, is playing for Brighton, yeah. which is a nightmare. So, so but... he, he posted bail, and now it's because of the way that UK everything works, you can't say a single thing about any pending court cases or anything, but they are legally allowed to work. So um, Potter's playing him. Uh, it's very bad. Yeah. Yes. I know in England, uh, what's the one? Libel? Yeah. Libel is yeah. written, right? It's, it's huge. Yeah. 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 Like the most strict laws that the UK has on anything. Yeah. Um, anyways, so he drove forward. He nearly beat out Allison, who made a good save, kind of diving backwards, fingertip, pushing it onto the post. Um, I was impressed by that save. Uh, foreshadowing a different moment uh, that Allison will have later in this match. Then uh, I believe it was Trent uh, crossed in in the 25th minute. Um, Brighton's defense, I don't know what they were doing. Shane Duffy was really the only one near it. He jumped, you know, seven feet too far in front of the flight of the ball. Like I, He didn't really stand much of a chance at all. Um, and Mane heads it in. Uh, you know, the typical Liverpool stuff. You know, I thought it was going to be a drubbing. Uh, cool. Then, uh, right after that, was this very strange sequence by Brighton, um, which seemed like a side that was very dejected after going 2-0 down very early on. Um, and they had played relatively poorly, especially defensively. But... This strange sequence where uh, it went like Sanchez, Beltman out to the left back, Kukurea, and like he's being pressured and gives it back to Veltman, and Veltman's being pressured, but he's like very nonchalant and they just plays it. And then they play it back to Sanchez, and Sanchez has Salah uh, two yards to his left and Mane two yards to his right, uh, and is not bothered at all about getting rid of the ball. He smashes it into Mane's leg um, and it goes in. And I was like, oh man, that is one of the worst attempts to break a press I've seen in a long time. Uh, however, VAR looked at it, uh, found that it only went in because Mane uh, you know, scooped it in with his elbow. Uh, going back, like once they said, okay, yeah, it's a foul, it's no goal. Mane said to, I think it was Dean Smith, was like, yeah, that's the right call. Like, I totally handballed that. And like, I was trying to play it off as a non-handball. Yeah. But, um, and I guess that's sort of a turning point because uh, in a very... So the, the scene for this is uh, Anfield has, you know, the high stands and... Uh, 80% of the pitch is covered in shadow, except for where Allison is standing. And it's bright yellow, and the sun's very intense. And so it's, like, very heavenly. And uh, Enoch Mwepu, uh, who we both shouted out at the beginning of the season yes. as a good signing for Brighton, uh, first time loops this ball Mad in. Ball. Um, yes. And, you know, it's a, a prayer shot you know, and the sun makes it all look very heavenly. And it was very, you know, perfectly set up to uh, be one of those weird chip slash scoop things, you know, a chip that's not a chip. Uh, over Allison, he's staring straight into the sun. Um, it, I don't think he can be blamed, but even despite the sun, it's just such a good goal. It's very nice to look at. Um, 
And then you're like, well, you know what? Maybe Brighton can actually do this. Um, in the second half, uh, Lander Trussard finished off a phenomenal Brighton team attacking move. Uh, however, I would like to point out that uh, Van Dyke is standing alone with three Brighton attackers, um, and everyone else is nowhere to be seen. Um, and so, yeah, Van Dyke's good. He can cover two people. I, he, you can't cover three people. Uh, cool. And that's how the match would end, 2-2. Two, two. Um, and it seems like the game ended quite anticlimactically, although I did not see it, so I have no uh, proof of that. But uh, what a what a comeback for Brighton! Oh yeah, for sure, super impressive. And they're they're just they're not to be messed with this season. It, it seems like, although I did read that they are um, massively outperforming their XG, whereas last season they were massively underperforming. So that's kind of interesting, I guess. Um, Regress to one, the mean. Sure, exactly. But I guess that's what the third season is is for. Um, so. Yeah, nice, nice recap. I love that. Um, why don't we go on? Well, let's let's briefly skip over. Uh, Newcastle, oh the Magpies, losing three 0 to Chelsea. Now, look, I think that you were never expected to win this game. Um, uh, and I will let you talk about it in a second. But um, I just want to say, I'm sorry, you were abject. Um, eighty percent possession yielded to Chelsea. Um, at home is quite something. Um, it was Reese James on the double and a Jorginho penalty in 81st minute on paper, just a quite boring match. Um, I think you, I mean, you're the richest club in the world, but mm, I think you have what, two more points in Norwich and it's starting to, mm, the table's looking, the chasm is widening. You're getting adrift. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Blake, kind of sad. But, you know, it's okay. You're rich now, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say this is exactly what Newcastle deserve. Um, sure. You know, keeping Steve Bruce in the job for nine matches uh, yeah. and playing, you know, I think seven bottom of the bottom half of the Premier League teams. Yeah. Um, and it's just Man U and West Ham were the two other teams. Um, yeah, and you know, no wins. You know, two draws, or sorry, four draws. Yeesh. Um, but uh, you know, if you're not going to beat bottom half of the Premier League te- uh, teams, you know, now we have this nightmare stretch of yeah, playing everybody. Um, and In, yeah, especially December is awful for you. Yeah, uh, uh, leading up to December is awful, and then December is awful. Yeah. Um. So there's this just, like, luckily, Norwich is in the league. So we don't have to be better than three teams. We really just have to be better than two Better teams. than two, but I mean, increasingly, uh, it's looking like you won't be. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah, all I hope is, you know, we can get some manager in. They can start building a, a plan and then with essentially an unlimited budget. Um, in January, they can scrap together enough points to uh to do something. But yeesh, not not looking great. I will say this match, uh, Newcastle played the best defense they played all season in the first sixty five minutes. Oh, that's um, good. It's just one of one we're hands down the least fit team in the Premier League. So once we conceded one, it's just it's always floodgates. Um, and, uh, yeah, Chelsea were just relentless. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't watch this match. Yeah. I'm happy for you too. Um, let's move swiftly onwards then to uh, another match in the spotlight. Um, Man City Crystal Palace. I loved this match. May I talk about it? Um, of course. I thought this match was wonderful. Um, not least because, uh, Palace beat um manchester city away from home um i think this is a statement win for Vieira, which is uh, i guess easy to say when you when you beat the holding champions um 2-0 uh, at their turf but um 
yeah, you know, this is only the second game that Crystal Palace have actually won this season. But every time I've watched them play or just read about them, I, I've been impressed. I think Vieira is definitely exceeding expectations um, and, and building a team that plays really fun football and, and that will certainly get points on the table and is certainly better than uh, at least three other teams in the, in the league. Um, on the flip side, I think it, it's games like this that will make City lose the league. Um, look, I think when you're 10 games in, you can, you can start talking more concretely about how the season will shape up. So, you know, I think you can start talking about relegation candidates and you can start talking about title candidates. And while it was, it was a mixed bag for the top three this weekend, um, I think, you know, City have, have it, you can write it off as one of those games, but I think it, it, it's sort of something where it's like, okay, like, do Liverpool do this? Do Chelsea do this? Mm, not so sure. You know, Liverpool, they'll draw to Brighton. They won't lose to Palace kind of thing. Um, that, you know, that's a bit vague, but I think you can see where I'm coming from. Um, back to the game. Um, the opener is from Wilfred Zaha, who I think is is possibly the most dangerous away player in the league if he wants to be. So, you know, the, the way that Palace set up uh, away from home um, just plays to Zaha's strengths so much. Um, Blake has put in the chat uh, an Ozil-esque goal, and I have to agree um, for this one. Uh, so it's a, a P-roller. I think that's a good phrase for it, right? Um, it's a shot that shouldn't doesn't look like it should go in, but I guess bamboozles the goalkeeper enough that it does. It's one of those, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a grass cutter, a, 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 a p, a p roller. It's, it's a super slow shot from the left flank cutting across the goal, and the goalie dives for it and should get there because the pace of the ball is non-existent, but doesn't, and it trickles into the net. And Zaha does the, you know, that fantastic like fall on the ground and roll kind of thing, watching it going in. Uh, yeah, so, you know, and, and, and that puts um, Palace ahead. And then the game goes off the deep end, uh, discipline-wise, and it's absolutely wonderful. Um, it's hilarious. Palace players are getting yellows left, right, and center. At one point, Conor Gallagher literally just smashes into a galloping Jack Grealish, I think just to feel something. And then off screen, a Palace player just slams into a City player off the ball. The referee does absolutely like nothing. Gives Gallagher a yellow, but doesn't care about the other challenge. It's wonderful. And there's such a nastiness to this game. We know that City hate Palace because City are like, like Palace are a bogey team for them. Um, you know, you, everyone can recall that um, the, the Amazon documentary, right, where they hyped up to the extent because they were running away with the league. And so the the sort of like bad times was when they lost to Palace. But that was actually quite a huge shock when it happened. And it seems to have, re it recurs season on season. Somehow Palace take points off City. Um, so, you know, you, you had Zaha and Gabriel Jesus like fighting each other and have, having to be like pulled away from each other. You had, Zaha was involved in everything. Zaha tangling legs with Bernardo Silva and trying to fight him. Like all this kind of stuff. It's just wonderful. Um, Great first half, super perfectly poised. Um, and then you get more of the same, I think, feistiness in the second half. And then it looks like Jesus has equalized with a, with a great volley. Um, Foden puts in a, like a, a lofted cross. And, and despite the fact that Guaita is coming out fast for it, um, Jesus makes us that swinging motion with his, with his foot, puts his body on the line for it and, and connects and puts it in. Um, it's offside on Foden in the build-up that rules the goal out, um, puts the game even more on edge, and then Gallagher gets a second. Oh, oh my goodness, and I've forgotten about the red card, but Gallagher um, gets a second to win it. Great, great goal. Um, thumps it in um, from some from a Jordan Ayew um, setup after some good work from Zaha uh, down the, the, the left-hand side. Um, and I'll wrap up by saying, and I do apologize, I forgot to talk about um, Americ Lepore's uh, red card right at half time, um, where he he gets um, he he takes it's a last man challenge, right? So he takes down um, uh, he takes down Zaha, who has smartly turned um, 
after controlling a uh, an aerial ball and um basically just rugby tackles him to the ground um very silly and gets a straight red for it um and yeah a little bit of a topsy-turvy review there but i loved this game um i'm excited by palace uh they're a team i kind of want to watch week in week out um and yeah good game uh, a few things to add sure. uh the reason why i said itzelesk was uh wilf he sorts of hit sort of hits it down into the ground and pops it up and puts a little spin on it um the commentators called it a whiff um a whiff. but i think it's just not exactly what he was trying to do um but that's what utsil loved to do where he like turn his leg kind of sideways and hit it down into the ground and get that little pop. And uh, I think that's what throws it Arison off. Um, but uh, yeah, Zaha on his turn before he got pulled down by Lepore, uh great touch. Um, it kind of, you know, fell by the wayside because it was like the fourth coolest thing to happen in that moment. But uh, he... He essentially, like, with his left leg, somehow, you know, cushioned it and played it in behind him so he would be able to spin and run. Um, so, you know, I was very impressed by Saha's performance. Um, I think he's a great player. Um, Bernardo Silva versus Will Saha. Uh, the full 90 minutes, the two of them were going at it. And Jesus. Um, yeah, Silva had this bizarre moment where you know, he just like kicked the shit out of Will's uh, calf. Um, yeah, and it's one of those plays where I'm always like, "Is this going to be a red card for violent conduct?" And it never is, um, just because it's he's like nowhere near the ball and is just like wanting to inflict some pain. Um, and so, you know, no attempt, violent conduct. But, uh, you know, they're never going to call that. And it would be a, a rough red card anyways. Um, and then, uh, finally, the final goal. What is City's defense doing? It's Bernardo Silva one-on-one with Will Saha. Yeah. Um, and it's just, when does that ever? Yeah, like, of strange. all people, why put, you know, an attacking midfielder slash right winger? on on Wilf. But great match. I loved watching the highlights. Um one of yeah. my, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh do you slash this is where you get to speak for the entire British population. Oh wonderful. Do do you guys use the term dogso? Dogzo? Yeah, D O G S O. I... Denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no. it's in the MLS. They say dog so disgusting a thousand Hate times a match. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah, I know it's really off-putting. But I was like, I've never heard a British person say dog so. No. Um. But uh, yeah, there you go. I, I'm Eric Lepore. Dog so on. Dog so. Wolf Saha. We'll talk about more dog so's in a second. But before we do that. Um, let's just briefly look at um, Manu Spurs. Uh, can I just say, uh, half an hour ago, uh, Conte is confirmed, Blake, which is absolutely mental. Um, he has signed a contract until 2023, I believe. Uh, I am absolutely bemused that Tottenham can convince Antonio Conte to come to them. Does this mean that they will win a title now? Because... Like, which is stronger, Antonio Conte winning titles or Tottenham messing up everything all the time? Um, this is an astonishing signing from Tottenham. The The amount of money they must be paying this man, it, the mind boggles. Um, but yeah, the, the backdrop to this match is that uh, both managers were possibly going to get sacked if they, if they lost this, right? And it happened to Nuno Espirito Santo. Um, who got sacked? Oh my god, today! And they literally confirmed Conte today. Uh, so, um, you know, Spurs are looking abject at, at this point. I think Harry Kane is looking like a complete waste of space. Um, they started okay. Um, 
as always, Son had the best chance. Probably wasted it. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo scored a great volley, sadly, um, to make it 1-0. Uh, he was playing up top with Edinson Cavani, who grew into the game and looked pretty great. Um, he eventually scored as well before Rashford made it 3-0. He is apparently absolutely hates Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now um, for the comments he's made and then the fact that he's been benching him, etc. Um, I don't blame him. And yeah, I don't have much to say about this game other than Spurs' midfield is horrible. Um, and that's about it. I, I'm just so confused. Watch this space, obviously, because what's, what's going to happen? I just, are Spurs going to be good now? Like, what's going to happen? Um, fascinated to see. Yeah, I, uh, for Spurs, uh, I think this is the third match in a row that they had started uh, Emerson and Christian Romero next to each other um, on the right-hand side of the defense. Oh, yeah. Uh, and for the third match in a row, that pairing has just been a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Christian Romero has had a horrendous start to his Premier League yeah, career. Yeah, he has. Uh, he has been very, very poor. Um, and then going back to our conversation about Arsenal very early on this season, but just like looking at their squad and being like, this is like a classic top six squad. Uh Hoybier was great for Mourinho. Outside of that, you know, he's like obviously a very good physical, like breakup play defensive midfielder, but I think he was like a too perfect match for Mourinho. Uh, and now uh, he's just some player. Ollie Skip, I think it's too early for him. Um, and then the defense. Ben Davies, Eric Dyer, Christian Romero, and Emerson. It's just heesh. Uh, yeah, mm. so there you go. Yeah. It's, I, the, the Conte signing, the reason why I'm not like that's a great signing is because it's Tottenham. I'm just like, sure. there's no way it can go well for them. Like, it just has to mess up. Sure. Um, I agree. I'll, I'll bite my tongue when they win the league or something. Um, but uh, yeah, yeesh. You know, what a yeesh. match. It's the, you're getting sacked in the morning derby. Literally. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay, before we do the last match in spotlight, um, I want to mention that Burnley beat Brentford 3-1 which um, means that they are, I think, still in the relegation zone, but three points behind Leeds, who also won this weekend. Um, I wanted to take a look at Brentford. Three losses on the spin. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're still in 12th, but they're only uh, five points off um, 18th. All the same amount of games played. Um, there's actually a lot of teams down there, I think, that are really struggling to pick up points. Um, I think it will be interesting to see if Brentford do regress after everyone has been so high on them. Um, I hope not, um, but but because it will be a shame, I think, if all three promoted teams go down. Um, but we shall see. Um, Norwich fell at home to Leeds to one. Rodrigo getting the eventual winner um, in the 60th minute. It was actually kind of funny because all the goals in this game came in a four-minute span. Rafinha got one on the 56th. Um, Norwich player... Oh, I forget who it was. Was it Omobamidele? Yeah, right. Omobamidele. Uh, um, he got one on the 58th. Um, I confess, I have no idea who this guy is. Um, but, I, yeah, literally yeah. never heard of his name before. Yeah, ever in my life. But um, Rodrigo got the winner. Um, who's Actually, it's funny because Leeds were so good last season and he was pretty poor and they are quite poor this season and he's been quite good so hmm interesting dynamic there um and then i'll just briefly mention that wolves beat everton today uh 2-1 um raul jimenez found his way on the score sheet um i would say rafa is slowly starting to get in a bit of trouble here um although there's been injuries so maybe they'll hold fast okay blake may i talk about west ham i suppose <sighs> 
Um, oh my god. I mean, you know, so Wait, yeah. Uh, Can I? Uh, yeah, you please. recap, and I ask you questions throughout. Love it. Okay, so um, obviously we beat Villa four one um, away from home. Um, we are amazing. Um, my recap is as follows: um, Ben Johnson retained his place in the starting eleven. Um, so far is back fit, but he's on the bench, and it looks like he'll stay there because he scored. Um, it was a a great goal, a, a drive from from about yeah, 20 yards out, I guess. Um, I I don't understand how he's improved so much. What happened to him? Um, I don't think it's Moyes. That might be harsh, but all Moyes did was throw him on against insane opposition last season, and then he was terrible. Um, so I don't know what's happened, but I'm loving it. Um, they call him the scribe, by the way, because uh, Ben Johnson was a famous playwright, uh, some guy, I don't know. Um, I want to highlight on this goal, Martinez was terrible. Um, and then Buendia pulls one back um, for Oli yeah. Watkins. Sorry? Let me comment on the Ben Johnson goal. Okay. More. So the celebration. Oh. Uh, which I thought was very interesting. Oh, I yeah, he maybe... did his dance. Yeah. But he specifically called to uh, Aaron Cresswell. Yeah, because he I was think like everyone stay away from me except Aaron. Like Aaron, you come celebrate with me first. So I just thought that was very interesting. The uh, the celebration is because Aaron Cresswell unearthed a video of him doing it when he was a kid, of Ben Johnson doing it when he was a kid, and so he's do he does it in a school uniform, and so I think that's why he was like, "You do it with me because you made it a meme kind of thing." That's that's yeah. That's what happened. Um, I figured there was something there just yeah. for a non-West Ham supporter. Sure. Um, good celebration, i got, I got to say. I think that was a great celebration. Um, anyway, Buendia pulls one back uh, for Ollie Watkins. Um, it was a yeah, it was a good goal um, for them to equalize. Um, Fabianski couldn't really do anything about it, I guess. Slash, he, he, he does this thing now because he's old where he doesn't really try to get to die for goals like that, which makes it look a little bit worse, but it's all right. Um, let's focus on the good things. Rice um, puts us 2-1 up. Um, another driven goal from, but this time it was like 25 yards out. Martinez gets a hand on it. Um, he should be saving this, I think. Um, I'm not sure what he's playing at for the for these first two goals. It's lucky. I think a, a, another day we, we, we're not scoring these goals. Um, he... He has plenty of time to. It's not, but plenty of time to see it and plenty of time to dive. And he dives too late. Um, something happens there. But you know, I think I say every week Rice is great. Uh, he's adding goals to his game. I think you could even argue that this is stupid. But I mean, he's turning into such a box-to-box -box player that he's progressing in the mold of a Frank Lampard. Like that's that's where it's going at this point. I think um, he just grows into himself week on week. Um, he's loving it. And then we get the, to the strange part of the game because in the second half, it all kind of goes up in flames for Villa. Um, on a, one of our many counterattacks that we did this match, um, Pablo Fornals is absolutely destroyed by Courtney Hawes, um, who sees the ball. He's kinda, he, he turns around when he's running backwards, sees the ball, lunges in for it, misses the ball, obviously, but then... So he's not only clattered Fornals with his legs and his studs, but also smashed him in the face, in the head, with his elbow. And then in the same sequence of play, Konsa pulls down Bowen, who is scampering through, and is the dogzo. last man. Yeah, Dogzo. And, and then so then there's uproar, and then VAR looks at it. VAR skips right past Courtney Hawes, goes straight to Konsa, Red card for concert because it's the last man. Valid. I saw. I saw some people trying to say, "Ah, oh, is it? Yes, it is. It's it's the last man. He he pulls him down." But it should be two reds because the concert. The, sorry, the horse challenge is insane. I don't understand how they haven't sent him off for that. It's a it's a horrible challenge. Um, and then from there, it kind of just like. West Ham and Villa really start going for each other. So there's an, also an incident right where. Nakamba and Fornals fly into each other um, in a for a, like a fifty fifty challenge. 
and then the referee um, doesn't give any cards out, I'm pretty sure, which I, is probably a good decision. Um, but then you have the after bits with like Bowen and McGinn, who, McGinn, who, especially who is a little piece of shit, um, he, you know, sort of talking to the ref and, and getting in, in other players' faces. And then you have in the build up to the third goal, Target could have been given a red for like such a reckless challenge. He tries to challenge Antonio in the air for a ball, but then body slams him to the ground um, with with an arm around the neck kind of thing. That should have been a red. But I guess from that um, from that counterattack, uh, Fornells puts in uh, the rebound from Bowen after after a good save by Martinez, and then you know the fourth goal comes in very soon after and it's amazing um high speed intricate play a little bit of tick attacker um bowen slides in from a i think a four now's cross, uh, cross and and we're just so good blake we're just so good um i'm loving life right now as a west Ham fan uh this was probably one of the roughest matches pablo for yeah, it was so yeah for sure for sure uh Smashed in the face, uh, got wiped out by a tackle, uh, got his knees clattered into on the Nakamba challenge. Um, that was luckily nice too. Yeah. finished it with a, a goal and an assist. So he's been so good this season. Um, it's great to see. There's something about players that you hate come good for West Ham. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just. Wonderful. Thank you, Pablo. Yeah, I. Uh, this was another, you know, very nervy match with a lot of sort of animosity. Um, yeah, John McGinsel, kind of a dickhead. As uh, one of my my notes is to mention that he was a dickhead. So I'm glad <laughs> you brought it up before I did. Yeah. Um, this was also just like talking about Emmy Martinez two horrendous mistakes for the first two goals and then an absolute wonder save uh like a a point blank i don't even remember who it was from maybe for nals um he had a like a really really smart save and the the rebound um for for nals that was a very strong save by Amy martinez so i just don't know what i don't know what was happening for the first two but uh hmm. yeah there you go west ham Fourth in the Massive. Premier League. Yeah. Uh, three points clear with a solid goal differential over Man U. So, I know. Uh, well, we're better than Man U. So. Way better. There you go. Uh, so in the next three weeks, I think we, we have Liverpool and City. So um, that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah. And, and Wolves in there too, who are somehow only four points behind us now. I, also, how? What happened? I, I swear Wolves are like down in the relegation zone. They're in 16 points. A point behind Arsenal and Man U. What is going on? Same amount of games played. Um, yeah. Very strange. So they're, they're a lot like Spurs, where Spurs have been up and down the table this year, and Wolves have been up and down the table this year because they don't draw matches. So, cool. you know, every win, which they, you know, pull one out every two matches, they jump way up the table, and then they lose a few in a row. And, they go and then right they down. jump way up, and then they lose a few, and then they jump way up. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, not sustainable. Um, no. That's and true. it's also just a very weird Wolves team. I didn't watch this afternoon's match, so I don't know. I, like, I never know what to expect from the Wolves. Um, Max Kilman, oh, Russian yeah, international, scores. I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah, didn't he declare for Russia? What? I'm pretty know. sure he did. Ukraine. There you go, Ukraine. Sorry. He tried. He I'm, tried I'm to, to, but FIFA said he couldn't. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's strange. Uh, okay. I might have started a uh, a conflict. A war. Yeah. But yeah, by saying he declared for Russia. Um, okay, that is uh, our matches to talk about. Uh, do you want to quickly do some uh, predictions and hopefully we do a little yes, bit better? Please. Okay, let's let's do it. You go first. Yes, I am down three points. It is six mm-hmm. to nine. So, uh, in an attempt to recuperate 
Uh, I have Aston Villa 2, Southampton 1, Crystal Palace 3, Wolves 0, and Everton 1, Spurs 0. Oh, I like that. Um, Everton shout. That's fun. Oh, oh, do you think that's different now that Conte's in? I think. Yeah, I think. Um, but you know, I like it's gonna it. It's going to be, like yeah. I'm fascinated. Oh my God. I'm, I'm it's, actually, we're reacting to this like obviously live because it just happened. It's very exciting. I, I hate to say it, but like Conte back in the Prem, the guy is like a genius. Like that's, that's crazy for Spurs. I can't really get over it. Um, I have gone. It's the Manchester Derby this weekend. Uh, Man City won. Manchester United won. Uh, I reckon. I reckon that's quite good. Um, fascinating to see what will happen with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, you know, big game player, whatever. Um, kind of thing. Um, it's very interesting. Two two teams that have such polarizing styles as well. Um, uh, I'm fascinated to see what will happen in the match. Um, I bet it will be extremely boring though. I have also gone Brighton three, Newcastle one. I'm sorry, this feels mean, but Brighton are very no. good, and Newcastle Brighton one, so. are like Newcastle's um, bogey team. Sure, they always Brighton are also them. our bo- bogey team. It's very annoying. And then um, I've gone Arsenal two, Watford two. The Troy Deeney plays for Birmingham now, but you know the battle of the used to be a, a grudge match because he was always so hilarious about them saying that they like lacked cojones and stuff, which is true. Um, I think that might be a good match. Um, so I've gone 2-2 for that one. And yeah, I don't know how to feel about my predictions. Probably decent. I'll pick up a point or two here and there. I need to start making my predictions and then changing them because mm. I keep messing up so many that if I just switch it, I should get it. You're only three points um, behind. It's nothing. Well, we're both shit. So yeah, we're the Arsenal and Tottenham of the podcasting world. Oh, that's such a horrible self-burn but okay all right at least you're managed by conte now yeah that's true arteta that is true that is true all right are you ready for my questions i am always ready for your questions hit me uh i am reverting to no theme oh okay okay i'm like it it lets me get a little bit more interesting with some questions i I see so Uh, my first player is quite easy. I think you'll get it very quickly. Um, you can stop me at any point. Uh, this is a Croatian-Spanish player, uh, which there are many of. Uh, he started his career at Dinamo Zagreb, uh, oh, like I many Croatians. Uh, before, in 2014, moving to Barcelona. Um, he had some loan spells. He then moved to Hamburger. He w- went out on loan there. He went to Milan. He went out on loan after that. Uh, in 2020, he played for Birmingham City. Yes. Uh, uh, before joining this club uh, and taking the number seven, can you tell me where Alan Halilovic um, is? Yes, um, I can. He's at... Uh, Bum- um, oh, my God. He was just at Birmingham. Now he is transferred to Reading. I believe he wears number seven for them. Um, he, I believe, has also been playing really well, um, which is kind of fun. I, I like that. Um, I, I also, I'm sorry, can I confirm that I got it right? Or am I just being crazy? Yes. yes so, awesome. I also want to just shout out, Reading is so fun. They have like Junior Hoyler, Scott Dan, Alan Halilovic, Danny Drinkwater, and you remember Baba Rahman, who's like one of the Chelsea loanies? And yes. I'm not saying they're putting up trees, but they're all doing quite well. And there's something quite heartwarming about that. Like, all these weird rejects slash old people. Like, yeah. But yeah, Alan Halilovic, um, str- you know, strange career so far, but he clearly just wants to play football, and, and he's been doing well for Reading, which is, which is fun. Yeah, they also have uh, ex-Wonder Kid John Swift. Um, yes. Kid of one of the um, greatest footballers ever, George Pushkas. Yeah. Uh, Rafael Cabral, remember him? X Man U. I know he played for Napoli. Um, um, they also have who was it? Who I was thinking of? Uh, one of their wing backs I know is quite highly rated. Oh, Andy Rinomata. I like him. Oh yes, he's a good player. I just want to button and say Pushkas is not related to the Pushkas. He's what? He's no, no. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Yeah, just, I learned. Yeah. 
Um, I just assumed he was dude. the son. Um, no, because it's like Pushkas, like the equivalent so of Smith. Pushkas, so. the thing is, Pushkas, yeah, Pushkas was born in 1927 and died in 2006. So he could yeah. be a grandkid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, but no relation. Um, unfortunately, that would be very cool. Um, no, yeah, they're they're just like a cool team. They're a fun team. Um, and yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. I'm I'm fascinated by like Alan Halilovic's yeah the, the career. That is a great. That's such a like. That is the perfect um, wonder kid. You know, peak to early kid. Um, it would be cool to see where his career goes because I respect those players that are like wonder kids, and then they have like a career in football. And that and, that, and you have to think like you know what like that's really hard to do. So good for them, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I loved Alan Halilovic as a kid. Yeah, um, me too. When I was like in middle school, I was like, man, this guy's going to be good. Uh, and then, you know, Reading is, they're a good championship side. Um, we'll see. Uh, oh. So West Ham, they have been flying this season. West Ham. Uh, they beat Aston Villa 4-1. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have a simple question for you. Uh, how many times this season have West Ham scored more than one goal, but Antonio was not on the score sheet? How many times have West Ham? Zero. Mm, no, the answer is one, because oh. this match Antonio oh. did not score. Right. But yeah, other than today, whenever they have scored more than yeah, one it's, goal, it's been Antonio. Antonio has been mm. one of them. Wow. Um, the, yeah, he's been very so important for us this season. Yeah, you're right in a way. Um, yeah. Another West Ham question. Oh. Uh, there are four players who have played every minute of every match for Moises West Ham. Uh, who are they? Four players. Sorry, this season. Every... Yeah, not, not last season. Uh, uh, Declan Rice. Yep. Angelo Ogbonna. Yes. Uh, just Prem, right? Yes. Fabianski. Yep. And then Cresswell? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Four for four. I knew you would four get that. Four. Yeah. No, there uh, are just, yeah, super good players. Switching to the. Uh, hold on, I just want to clear something up. Yep. Changing to the only London club better than West Ham. Boo. Uh, who is Chelsea's leading goal scorer? Oh yeah, they they barely they have so many different goal scorers this season. Um, okay, I'm gonna go Reese James, seeing as he just scored a double on the weekend. Yep, Reese James has taken over. They have so many players on two goals, and then it's four for Reese James. So, hmm. um, and my final question for you: uh, Newcastle are in talks with. Five managers for the vacant managerial spot. Uh, Those are Unai Emery, Mm. Paolo Fonseca, Mm. Roberto Martinez, Eddie Howe, and Lucien Favre. Jesus. Uh, Given given the fact that Newcastle are in 19th, bottom, basically bottom of the prem, uh, who is the best man for the job? Um, Eddie Howe. I totally agree. Because he knows the English game. He knows battles. This sounds so Brexity, but he he knows the battles like that. He's a good manager. Um, I just don't think you can. Do you risk Lucien Favre? Do you risk Unai Emery's not coming to you? He's got a good thing going at Villarreal, despite the fact they think they're struggling a little bit this season. So there's no way. I guess actually there is a way because you can pay them whatever the hell you want. So that's a lie. But um, yeah, I, I just think Eddie Howe is, is it makes the most sense, I suppose, even though he's been out of the game for a long time now. Um, yeah, I reckon you go. Give it Eddie. Yeah, I think um, was Roberto Martinez relegated but when he was uh, uh, managing Wigan? Yeah. Yeah, because they won the cup and then he got relegated with them. 
So there you go. He knows how to get relegated. So sure. he could take us down. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Unai Emery... <sighs> Villarreal are three points off the relegation zone with a game in hand. Um, so that's kind of, you know, it's not, it's, not that, it's not great over there. Um, so maybe he could be tempted. I think, you know, I, Emery would keep you up, I reckon. He's a good manager. So I think, and especially seeing as you would strengthen in January, I reckon he'd probably keep you up. So I would go either Emery or Eddie Howe. Yeah, yeah he is. I think Unai Emery is currently the favorite. Um, yeah, I think I, I saw a reference to that too. Um, that was very interesting. I think Eddie Howe is like our, like uh, we're keeping him on the short list just to, you know, if none of these other names work out. But mm. the fact that Roberto Martinez is even on this list. Uh, Martinez is always linked. Like, why? Just, no. Don't. I would be so disappointed. I would. Yeah, that would be stupid, wouldn't it? He would I would seriously up. doubt the new ownership. I would just he's be like, not, what he's is? Not. He's a good man. I think he's a f- okay. He's a fine manager. And I think, I think you have to give props to coaches who can uh, coach superstars. And he can do that. So he's done that with Belgium. Like, not everyone can do that. But no, that's not... Why would he... Why? He's not tactically anything to, to, to figure out a way to keep this Newcastle side up. Someone like Unai Emery is. You know, I think I'll change, I think I'll change my mind completely. Uh, how has been out the game too long? I reckon give it, get, give it Unai instead. Um, there you go. Yeah, as long as it's not Roberto Martinez, I don't really yeah. mind. It won't be. It won't be. I really don't think it will be. Um, what did I just? I just final note. Um, Paulo Fonseca to Aston Villa is being reported with Dean Smith leaving. Fonseca. Um, wow, that's pretty. That's good. I like that. Yeah, Dean Smith, man. Like, I think it would be kind of harsh, but yeah, I mean, they need a shake up. They have very ambitious owners, and I think it's so interesting because your the t- Newcastle's takeover has really, uh, like sh- sh- rattled a lot of teams. Um, and Villa and Leeds are, are two of the the big ones, I think, because it means that they are now on paper at least a a. a a position down the table. Although I think that sadly it'll take a while for, you know, I think Newcastle might get relegated. So, um, but yeah, I uh, I will final notes. Uh, if Newcastle get relegated, we are going to create the greatest squad oh, easily, that yeah. the championship You'll, has ever seen. You the will, new owners yeah. will not fuck around. No, 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 no. Uh, you will, you will bounce back immediately. Absolutely. Um, it, I mean, it'll be hilarious. You'll get enormous parachute payments, and and they won't even care. Um, you'll accept, you'll you'll probably break the the points. To, like you'll you'll destroy the league. So it's, it won't be even a contest. I think uh, Newcastle might currently hold the record for the most points in the championship. Yeah, you'll break your own record. I'm pretty sure. I think we got 112 one year. Um, championship record points, and that will be the ending. Uh, now the record is uh, 106 by Reading uh, in 2005. Wow, that's um, insane. There you go. There you go. Yes, but uh, Newcastle number three, 102. Wonderful. I won't even say who is number two. I don't want to mm. say their name. No, don't want to say their names. Horrible. Um, all right, what a pod. That was fun. Yes. And it was hopefully... only, you know, it, you know what? No, it was on time because I don't believe in Sundays anymore. Those are tricky. So Sunday, Monday, that's, that's on time. Either one. I would say as long as it's before Wednesday. Yeah. We're on time. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right. I, this has been episode 10 of episode season 10. two. Uh, mm-hmm. If you enjoyed it, leave a review. If you hated it, bother Oscar on Twitter at O H S C U H or me at B M U N S H. Email the pod. Uh, share with your friends. Uh, 
do anything. Scream the Pete Tourley uh, Twitter handle from your rooftop if you have rooftop access. Au revoir. I'm standing 